Ladies, gentlemen, everyone listening to the sound of my voice, want to welcome you to a new episode of the Miles High Podcast. I am Miles Monroe Jr., your host, and I want to thank you for tuning in today. Uh, those of you listening on whatever platform you're listening on, uh, wherever you listen to your podcasts, uh, wherever you're watching, those of you who are able to view this, what's going on, um, thank you for watching. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button so that you'll be aware of every time we upload a new episode. Um, as you know, uh, the purpose and, and vision for this pod is uh, to entertain, educate, and elevate you miles high above your affairs, your doubts, and any limitations that you may feel exist. But always being aware that those limitations, they only exist in your mind, right? Uh, how's everyone doing, man? My, you know, the team is here. Uh, everyone looks good. Uh, it's a bit, bit <laughs> cool today. Um, man, I, I had a realization recently, man. Your boy is getting old. I uh, traveled to New York recently, and um, New York is cold, so it's supposed to be spring, but it's still a bit cool or whatever. So I went uh, prepared for the cold, um, but it wasn't, I don't think it was as cold as I expected, right? So I, I usually layer when I'm going into cold weather, so I, I, put, I, I layered my, my, my wardrobe, uh, but outside is normally more cold than inside, like you know, when you go into buildings, stores, restaurants, you know, whatever it is, those the, those buildings are a, a, a lot uh, warmer than the outside, right? Um, so while I was there, uh, I was fine outside, you know, I was warm, had all my layers on, but once I went inside, I had on too many layers, and I got hot, and in some places, like I started to sweat, right? And I was like, man, I I must have forgot like how to do this. Started to sweat inside, went back outside, and it was cold, right? So that in and out of the heat and the cold or whatever kind of affected me, and I, I caught a cold. So if my voice, the reason why I'm saying all of this is if I sound a little different, it's because I'm getting over a, a slight cold that I caught while I was in New York, man. I'm definitely getting old. I used to be able to, to handle and take this cold weather and these cold times, but... Man, now it's just, it's, it's, it's getting old. I have to bundle up a bit tighter, <laughs> be a bit more aware of where I'm at in the environment just so that I could uh, make sure I'm taking care of what I need to take care of. That's, it does remind me of one thing, though, that only the only constant in life is change, right? We are constantly changing. Our bodies are changing. The world around us is changing. The earth is changing. Uh, and I think... We need to ensure that we are uh, aware of the possibilities of changes and preparing ourselves for them. Um, so yeah, it's just a little bit about me and, uh, and where I'm at, you know. So, like I said, getting over this cold, um, but nonetheless, you know, we're here uh, at the Miles High Podcast, man. Thank you guys for joining. Um, what do I want to talk about today? So I want to talk about um, biblical principles and laws. Right. Um, I think for me, I'll, I'll personalize this for growing up, you know, I've always looked at the Bible and I said this in, in a few pods, uh, a few pods ago, I made the statement and I said, you know, growing up, reading the Bible, it, it always felt like an overly spiritual book 
uh, that people would read and, and not really understand, right? It would be something that it would be like, yo, what is this saying? I have no idea, like, how am I supposed to apply this or what's the understanding that I'm supposed to take away from this? And I'm sure a lot of you guys have been there and have said those, those exact words, right? Um, but I, I've realized that biblical principles exist not just for uh, those that follow the kingdom of God or that are in the kingdom of God, right? Biblical principles or laws, I should say. I, I like to call them laws because that's essentially what they are, right? Because this, this book um, that we call the Bible, it's, it's not just a, a, a book of our faith, right? It's actually a manual that we are to use as, as human beings to teach us and instruct us on how to live and how to live successfully, and I'm not just talking success, you know, in finances or success in, in your jobs or whatever. I'm talking about just, you know, natural success in life and everything that we do. Uh, the book is, is, is a manual and it's, it's, a, it's an, instruction, an instruction manual uh, for us to follow. And I, I started, I, I realized and I've, I've been kind of always reminding myself that these, these biblical principles or these laws, uh, it really doesn't matter who applies them, right? So if you are a kingdom citizen, if you're not in the kingdom, if you're a Christian, you're not a Christian, if you uh, practice some other faith or some other religion, uh, applying these laws and following these laws, um, it, it doesn't matter what faith you adhere to. Uh, it's just world law. So it's similar to like the law of gravity, right? What goes up must come down. It's as simple as that. doesn't matter your color, your, your belief system, the law of, of gravity exists. And there are biblical principles in the Bible that are in the Bible. But, you know, if, if you don't have to read the Bible or know the Bible to have learned or heard these principles before, or even to have used these principles before, because it's principles for life and, and for us to exist uh, and do well, you know, as we exist, uh, as we live. Um, so t I, I wanted to go through, guess, uh, uh, some of these principles, uh, the, the, the main ones that I, uh, there's some that I want to point out, and then there, there are some that I, I use on a consistent basis, right? And I guess wanted to highlight them and kind of just briefly discuss them. And I, I, uh, told my team that anyone that wants to jump in with a, with a question or a statement, you know, feel free. I want this to be an open conversation um, because I really do feel like these principles, as, as long as, as they have been around, uh, there, are, there are ways that we need to understand them and ways that we need to apply them to our lives to ensure that we're achieving what we're supposed to achieve when using these laws. So a few examples of these biblical principles are the Ten Commandments, right? Let's just start at the beginning. Uh, so the Ten Commandments, these are the ten laws that God gave to Moses for uh, the people of Egypt once they were brought out of Egypt. Um, and, you know, that's, that's, it's, it's depicted in Exodus chapter 20. Uh, the next one is there's a time for everything under the sun. And I, I feel like this is a a very important principle, right? This is one that uh, it, it deals with like seasons and everything has a season um, and a purpose for everything under the sun. And that's Ecclesiastes 3. Uh, and I'm just going to list them and I'm going to come back and go a little, a little more deeper into each of them. Uh, the next is the principle of management. And I dealt with the principle of management 
in one of my earlier pods, one of my earlier episodes. Uh, but I, I want to kind of look at this a little differently in this episode because um, it's dealing with uh, management in relation to the wealth that God wants to give us uh, but doesn't give us because of our management, right? And then next, it's, uh, there's this cliche saying, uh, well, what I like to call fast money versus slow money, right? And, you know, this is something that has been around my entire life for sure, but I didn't realize that it's been around from 2,000 years ago, right? And in, in kind of studying and preparing for what I wanted to talk about today, I came across this, this verse that kind of floored me. I was like, man, this, all of these things have existed. And that's another thing with biblical principles, right? There's nothing that we go through in life or that we experience in life that's not in the manual, in this book of instructions, right? There's nothing that you're going to go through, nothing that you're going to experience, nothing that you're going to witness, or nothing that you're going to observe that there's not an answer for it in the Bible, or that it, does, it hasn't happened already over 2,000 years ago. And it's just crazy how um, this book was written over 2,000 years ago, 3,000 years ago, but it's still relevant in everything that we do today. And it will be relevant, you know, 50 years from today. You know, it's, it's, it's a book that literally keeps on giving and it keeps on instructing us and teaching us what we're supposed to do. So fast money versus slow money, that's, that's what I'm going to discuss. Uh, the next is uh, giving to the poor, giving to the less fortunate. I'm sure all of us, if not most of us, have... Uh, practice this. Uh, we, we all understand, or hopefully we all understand the principle behind it, uh, but I'll, I'll kind of discuss that as well. And then we have the principle of fasting, um, the principle of faith, and then the principle of prayer. So I, these are just principles and laws that are in the Bible that I, I, I kind of want to show how they're, 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 there's a relation that we can apply to life or we can observe in, in people around us that uh, practice these who actually may not even be uh, uh, adhering to the same faith that we adhere to. Um, so let's start with the Ten Commandments, right? So in Exodus 20, you have God giving uh, Moses these ten laws. And the ironic thing about it is every nation, every country, every kingdom that has existed on this earth, they, they have all used these laws to found their, their country or their kingdom or their, their nation. So these laws aren't just something that you know, God has given to Moses over 2,000, 2,500 years ago, right? These are laws that everyone uses. We all use them. Like you don't have to read the Bible to know what the Ten Commandments say, right? You have honor your father and your mother. Uh, you, you should not kill. You should not commit adultery. You should not steal. Like these are things that we have learned through our parents. We have learned through our teachers in school. We have learned through just being a part of society, right? Because these are laws that we must adhere to because it's a law in society. Um, and you know, like I say, you don't have to have read Exodus chapter twenty to know what the Ten Commandments are because it's about life. It's 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 inside of. It's something that we. Uh, it, it's consistent with the way that we live, right? And it's, that has nothing to do with religion. Um, and then, you know, this next one is my favorite. There's a time for everything under the sun. I think um, I want to read a little bit of Ecclesiastes, right? Because I, I think 
the principle behind this particular law um, is going to, it, it helps me in, in a lot of things that I go through, and I think it will help a lot of you as well. Um, so I'll just start at Ecclesiastes verse 1. So to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under heaven. A time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up that which was planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to, to dance, a time to cast, cast away stones, a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace, a time to refrain from embracing, a time to get and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to cast away. So, you know, and it goes through all of these pros and cons or these positives and negatives, right? And it just tells us that life is seasonal. There's, there are things that are going to happen to us throughout the process of our life, the journey of our life. And it, it's going to come at us in seasons. So there are going to be good times. There are going to be bad times. And I always try to remind people as well as myself that when we're experiencing good times, right, and we're experiencing uh, success and harvest, like that's not the time to splurge and forget that there's a there's a a, a famine season that's coming. Or there's a, a season of failure that we're going to experience. And as hard as that may be for people to grasp and realize, like it's true, right? We're not going to be successful all the time. We're not going to be uh, positive all the time. We're not going to be happy all the time. You know, there are going to be times where um, we get sick. There are going to be times where we lose people that we love. There are going to be times where um, things don't go the way that we want them to go. Uh, but, you know, I, my dad did this, uh, this, this series on crisis, overcoming crisis. And one of the things that he said is if you're going through a crisis, um, the best part about it is to keep going, right? Because it's going to end. Like there is an end. And I think that's the best thing. That we, that's the best way we could look at anything negative that we can experience in life, right? It's, there's, there's going to come a time where this, this, this period or this season of uh, sadness, depression, whatever, whatever that negative experience is that you're feeling, it's going to end. And I think there are people who don't practice the faith that we practice, but they apply this principle to their lives, right? So, you know, I, I tend to think of like most successful businessmen and women uh, that exist in the world who <clears throat> may not be uh, religious. They may not follow any religion, uh, but they know that in everything there is a season. They, they understand that principle. And I think applying that principle allows them not to get stuck in the season that they're in, right? Because there's an expectation of, well, if I'm in a good season now, I need to have some preparations uh, to prepare, to expect a, a season that is going to be the opposite of what I'm experiencing now, whatever that season is. Um, so the, I think the key principle here is to understand that nothing lasts forever. And there's a, there's a time and a season for everything. And that's, that's our purpose. That's our life. Uh, that's our walk. You know, that's, that's everything that we do on this earth. Uh, it, it, it's seasonal. Um, and I, you know, this, this principle is one that I, like I said, I remind myself of a lot because everything that I do, I, I always want to remember the season behind it. Right. Um, especially during good times. Cause I, I think good, it's easy to think about, well, this isn't going to last if it's not good. Right. If it's something horrible or going through a depression or, you know, you're going through a sick, a sick period in your life, you know, you tell yourself, 
uh, well, I'm going to get better soon. You know, I'm, I'm going to get, I'm going to get over this sickness, get over this illness. This virus is going to go away. But it's times when we're like 100% healthy, 100% successful, uh, doing the things that we love to do and just happy about everything that is, we're experiencing in life. Uh, we tend to not think about the flip side of that. And we, I think we need to remind ourselves and continue to understand that the flip side is going to come, right? And it's, it's going to happen. Uh, so this, this uh, principle or law of seasons and there being a time for everything under the sun, I think is, uh, is uber important for us to remember and continue to apply to our lives. Uh, the next one was uh, management, right? And I want to, you know, the, in Proverbs chapter 13, verse, uh, verse 22, right? And this, this, this proverb speaks to the wealthy, um, well, not the wealthy, the, well, I'll just read it. A good man leaveth an inheritance to his children's children, and the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just, right? And I, I think a good thing, you know, after reading this verse, one of the key things that jumps out at me is the fact that sinners are wealthy, just people aren't. And it's like, why? Like, why, why, as a, you would think that, a follower of Christ, someone that, you know, goes to church and reads the word and applies all of these, you know, hopefully applies all of these principles to their lives would be able to attain some form of wealth. Right. Uh, but clearly this verse says the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. And that's because I think that for some reason, sinners, wicked people, you know, those individuals who uh, don't follow any particular religion, um, they have great management skills. Um, and I think God, I, I discussed this in an, in an earlier, earlier episode, but God honors good management. And I, I, I think what this tells me is the principle here is the fact that, um, there is, there are blessings that God wants, God wants to give us. Like there are blessings out there. There are, there's surplus out there that he wants to bless us with. Uh, but if until we learn the principle of management, until we're able to understand the importance of being able to manage and manage well, uh, we're not going to attain that, that those blessings. We're not going to attain that wealth. Um, and you know, God literally instructs us to go and make friends with the wicked and make friends with you know quote unquote sinners and learn from them. Like learn, ask like how do you manage? How did you learn to manage? Teach me the ways that you manage and, and so that I can become a better manager. Right. And the church would tell you, you know, don't socialize with sinners. Don't fraternize with the enemy or, you know, some crazy stuff that people say all the time. But these are people that we should be learning from because they are they're, they're They understand the principles better than we do. Um, and, you know, that's a principle of management. Now, this next one, Proverbs 13, verse 11. Now, I, I read this and was kind of taken aback because I was like, yo, this is something that I didn't even realize was in the Bible, right? And it says, Proverbs 13, verse 11, dishonest money dwindles away, but whoever gathers money little by little makes it grow, right? So there's a song that uh, Lil Wayne, there's a, there's a line that Lil Wayne has in one of his songs that says, fast money don't last too long. You have to pace it. And I heard that, you know, heard that line years ago. Uh, I was in high school at the time. But that line always stuck with me because I feel like 
there's always a, a get rich quick scheme in the church in in the religion amongst religious people like we're always trying to get fast money we're always trying to get rich quick that doesn't exist there's there's and i think this verse speaks directly to that right dishonest money dwindles away all of these get rich quick schemes are are i call them rat traps right and these are traps where you try to convince people to invest money in these multi-level marketing schemes and that's pretty much all they are right and i I always remember like, you know, Amways, the Quick Stars, like all of these old multi-level marketing schemes that used to come around and, and were hard at some time. And, you, and you're like, man, like there's just something, at least for me, I used to look at them and be like, yo, there's something that's off about these companies, man. You got these tears of people, uh, you know, the ones at the top making the most money and they are encouraging the ones to the bottom to keep getting people into their business, into their companies under them and trying to teach them that, you know, that's the way that you get rich because that's the way that I did it. And I used to look at that and be like, man, this something just isn't right about this. Something is off. And, uh, you know, sure enough, these companies would be here this year, next year, gone, right? And I had a friend, I had a few friends actually that, that joined them and were like gung-ho, like going hard for it, like trying to, get us to recruit us as friends, recruit his family, recruit their uh, other friends and whatnot. Um, and, you know, I remember like having a conversation with one of my friends, just being like, man, you sure you want to go this hard into this? Cause there, I don't think there's a lot that's going to come out of this. And he was like, nah, man, you know, this, this is something that, you know, I just, I just have to sell these products and get these people under my particular IBO and we're going to, they're going to do well. Um, and it didn't work out, right? He, I, he, he went hard for about, I'd say about two years into it. And everything that he invested, he lost. And it's almost like you could see it happening, right? Like you, you see this all the time in the church. Like you, you have like the, there, there was this, uh, this scheme with the dinar. Um, I think it was the Iranian dinar. If I'm wrong, I apologize. But it was, it was something where like they were saying, if you invest in the, in the dinar, because at the time the, the, the dinar was only worth like 0.000001% uh, of the US dollar. So investing you know, a, a good chunk of money into the, into the dinar, they were saying that they expected the dinar to appreciate and this investment could turn into like hundreds of millions of dollars or whatever. And you had like tons of religious people like throwing their money into these investments, man. I used to look at this and be like, yo, like, let's be real. Like if, if this is something that can make this amount of money and then people are saying that this guarantee that it's going to be made, uh, chances are, if it was true, we wouldn't have known about it, right? They're not going to announce this and broadcast it to everyone, right? That's at least that's the way that I look at it. Cause it just doesn't make sense. But everyone is so uh, gung-ho on this get-rich-quick scheme. Um, and my dad always used to tell me, like, yo, if something, I, well, I'm sure he wasn't the first one to say this, but he drove it home to me. Like, if something feels too good to be true, sometimes or all the time, it usually is. So whenever I'm going into an investment or trying to think, like, the moves I want to make, uh, you know, I, I ask myself, is this something that looks too good to be true? And if it is, I just walk away. I don't even, even if I can't figure out what's wrong about it, just the fact that I need to ask a question why I could say, yes, it, this is too good to be true. Um, I just tend to walk away now. I'm going to be honest. 
There are times where I ignored that feeling, right? And still invested or still got involved. Uh, and sure enough, like it, I lost, right? Like I would start to earn and gain and do well, but ultimately like it just was a horrible investment. So I would encourage you to ask yourself, is this something that feels too good to be true? And if it is, walk away, right? Because there are no get rich quick schemes. You know, Proverbs 13, 11 says, whoever gathers money little by little makes it grow. That's how we grow our wealth, right? Little by little. We don't try to get a whole lot one time and then say we're going to build our wealth. No, it, it, it's attained through our, uh, our maturity and our development and in our learning of learning how to manage. Um, and then it's uh, helping the poor, right? Um, and this I want to read uh, Proverbs chapter 19, uh, verse 17. So it's Proverbs 19, verse 17. And it says, whoever is kind to the poor lends to the Lord and he will reward them for what they have done. Now, I'm sure each of us have seen or heard of some multimillionaire or billionaire or this wealthy individual who has donated a large sum of money or does a lot to give back. Like I remember... um, a few years ago, Warren Buffett gave away, I think it was like 70% of his wealth, right? And at the time, like, I was like, yo, Warren Buffett is crazy. Like, how are you giving away? Like, I think at the time he was worth, um, I can't remember how much he was worth. Uh, but it was something crazy. It was like maybe about 70 billion, 80 billion at the time. And he was giving away 60 of it. And it was like, yo, this, that's, that's crazy. Like that, that was just unfathomable to me to give away that much of your wealth at the time. Like he was literally giving it away at that particular time. Cause you know, some people usually like leave it for future time, right? They're, when I die, I want to give away 80% of my portfolio to, and they named, they list a bunch of charities, but Warren Buffett did it at that time. And everyone, but well, not everyone, I particularly was saying that like, Warren Buffett is crazy. Maybe a year later, he had an investment that doubled his, his net worth at the time that he gave 80% of his, net, his uh, net worth away. And I think that's, just, that's the principle in action, right? That's the principle of lending to the poor, being rewarded. Um, and that's something that I always try to do. And, you know, my wife and I, uh, she, I, you know, I, I think one of the reasons why we, we click so well is she's the same way. Like, we're... We're very kind-hearted people, and it doesn't take a lot for us to assist people that are around us, right? And I don't really, I don't even do it for the reward or for to get anything in return. I just do it because I love to, and I think it's the fact that we love to do it is is why we're continuously blessed. Uh, and that's a, that's a principle behind it, right? There's there's a principle behind lending to those that are are in need or those that are less fortunate. Uh, Proverbs 22, verse 9 is another verse that, that speaks to that. It says, the generous will themselves be blessed, for they share their food with the poor. So those that are generous will never lack. And that's just, that's just life. That's a key principle that if we follow, we're, we're going to reap the benefits of it. And, you know, you, you see, you, we see it happen all the time. You know, these... Uh, these companies donate a lot of money to uh, these charities or these individuals donate a lot of funds to these charities. And then these companies continue to do well. These individuals continue to be successful in things that they do. And 
It doesn't have everything to do with donations, but it has a lot to do with it because of the gen generosity of their heart. Uh, and then you have the principle of fasting. Um, I think this is self-explanatory. Uh, there has to be some type of building or development of our spirit being. Um, that, that you have to have, like, whether you believe in the kingdom faith, uh, Christianity, uh, Islam faith, you know, whatever faith you believe in, there, are, there has to be some higher authority that we're trying to adhere, uh, submit ourselves to. Um, and that comes, the, the growth within that spiritual space, it comes with fasting or it comes with uh, consecration, like, like putting time aside for us to dedicate to growing our spiritual mind. Uh, it's important. Um, it comes along with prayer. We could, you know, tie prayer along with this. So you have a lot of persons who may not believe in uh, some spiritual uh, ideology, but they meditate, for example. Uh, it's, that's, that's a form of spiritual growth, right? So you have individuals that would take time to uh, just, you know, clear their minds, release what it is that are in their, uh, in their systems, like the, the, the worlds that they live in, uh, take a step back from it and, to, and just declare things up within themselves. And I think that's what fasting does. Fasting allows, you know, from a kingdom perspective, allows us to uh, be less of ourselves and allow God to fill us up spiritually, right? So we're taking away from our physical body and feeding our spiritual, spiritual, spirit mind. Um, and then the principle of faith. Um, and I think this is very important because it teaches us not to worry, right? Uh, if, we, if we look at Matthew chapter 6, verse 31, uh, it says, uh, Do not worry, saying, What shall we eat? What shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after these things. And your heavenly Father knows that you need them, right? So God knows our needs. He knows the, the daily needs that we, we need. He doesn't want us to worry about them, right? And the verse, the chapter goes on to say, you know, seek ye first the kingdom of God and, and this righteousness and all these things will be supplied. Um, like my wife, for example, like she tends to be a, a big warrior at times. And, you know, I, uh, I, I could laugh at, at it now. And she's here, she's looking at me laughing. Um, but she knows it's true. Um, but I think it's a good example because I used to be where she was, right? And it took my mentoring and relationship with my dad to really understand how how easy it is first of all to not worry and how important not worrying is right because you you, you change nothing with worrying and that's like i tell her this i this is one thing i tell her the whole time like what are you going to change sitting here worrying about this right and sometimes she she looks at it at, at it as me not uh being able to empathize with her like she <laughs> she says absolutely <laughs> but it's 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 literally literally me saying i have no absolutely no control over this right i'm just going to do what i can uh physically here and everything else i'm going to put in god's hands and that's 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 what faith is right faith is believing in something when you have no clue or no idea how it's going to come about um and one of my goals is to, to get her faith to be strong one day so that she doesn't worry about anything. Don't roll your eyes. Just shake your head, yes. Yeah, yes, baby. <laughs> nah, but you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things that I feel is important, right? The principle of faith. 
Uh, and I think sometimes think sometimes God allows things to happen in our lives to test our faith, right? So we may make a declaration and say, you know, I'm going to be uh, the richest man in the world. I'm going to pass this test. I'm going to uh, be a doctor one day. Like we, we make these declarations, right? And then we're tested, right? We're given all these tests. These, this, you go through these processes of tests that we have to pass. And that's kind of what faith is, right? Faith is not just believing things that you, that you, that, are, that has happened, right? Or once they happen, it's believing even when it doesn't, right? It's believing when you're, you're praying for, you know, the, a loved one that's sick to get better and they don't get better and they pass away. What happens then, right? Are you going to just say, oh, this faith thing doesn't work? And that's not the way we should look at it, right? Because faith has nothing to do with the faith working or not. We have to know that whatever the outcome is, is the way that it was supposed to turn out. And that's a part of still believing that, okay, this didn't work out in my favor, but God is going to use this for his glory and to bring something good into my life, right? And I kind of have that outlook right now. Like that my faith is, is crazy strong at this moment. Right? And I think a lot of the things that I'm able to experience and the way that I'm able to look at things is because of the faith that I have and knowing that, you know, there's, there's nothing that I can change with like worrying or arguing or, you know, bashing someone for an experience uh, that I may be going through. Um, but, you know, replacing that worry or fear with faith and just saying, yo, God, you, you know, I'm going to put this in your hands and however you want it to work out, just let it be. Um, and accepting the results, you know, even if it works out the way I want it to, or it doesn't, just understanding like, all right, we'll figure it out. We'll go back to the drawing board. And I think like a lot of people, even non-believers, they may not call it faith, right? They just have like, a, they, let's say a positive attitude. I have a positive outlook on life. Uh, that's the principle. That's the exact same principle. Like everything that they experience, they try to look at the positive uh, thing in it. They try to find the silver lining. Okay. Like this is something that's horrible and detrimental to my life, but what's the lesson here? What, what can I learn from this experience? Um, and I think having that mindset allows us to uh, really get past the point of worrying and look more to the lesson, right? Or look more to uh, what the experience is. Why am I going through this? Because this is supposed to be preparing me for, for something else. Um, so yeah, man, I, I, I hope that this, my, my discussion on these biblical principles just gives you a little insight on, on, on how lifey, right? And I, I said lifey, these principles are, has nothing to do with religion, has nothing to do with your belief. Uh, as far as like, if you're a Christian, a Muslim, it, it's just how we deal with, with, with life and be, are able to apply these principles to our lives. So we got some questions for you. Sure. Uh, first question we have here is which one of these biblical principles or just principles, like we say mm -hmm. on, on the whole, would you consider the most underrated out of the list you just gave? Hmm. The most underrated. Uh, honestly, I would say the principle of faith. Because I, I, because I don't think like no one, no one starts with a strong faith, right? There's, faith is something that, Oh, let, let me, well, let me not say faith, not worrying. No, everyone, like e each of us has worried about something at some point in our life, right? And there has to come a time 
where we have a mind shift or a mindset change to where we're saying and we understand that we have control. We don't have control. There are certain things in life that we don't have control of, right? Um, but you're not, that's not easy for a lot of people to do because sometimes we only see what's in the front of us. Um, and looking at with our eyes at something that's in the front of us is different than looking in, a, in our minds as what could be or the possibilities of something. Uh, so I think that's the most underrated because it, 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 it helps us with the other principles, you know, to be honest. So I think being able to get a hold of um, your faith or being able to not worry uh, is something that can assist us greatly um, when it comes to these laws. And another question we have here is, and this is strictly your opinion, so I don't want to know what you're talking about. You're trying to get me for trouble, right? <laughs> no, but do you feel that there, or why is it that you, why is it that it seems that a lot of the times people in the world, mm -hmm. rather than versus the kingdom, exercise these principles a little, sometimes it seems to be better than the ones that, you know, who read the Bible every day and, and learn these lessons, et cetera. But, you know, you have people in the world who have books like The Secret or whatever may be manifestation, whatever it may be, they kind of ex execute these principles on a higher level. So, I mean, that's, so the book, that secret book, I like, there was a period in time where that book was like the most fire book in existence. Bro. Right. And honestly, it's, it's it's from the Bible. It's a they stole the flow word for word, <laughs> bar for bar. Bro, right. they it, like it's it's literally from the Bible, and yeah. I I think yep. the issue is, and Sharice and I, my wife and I were having this conversation uh, recently as well, and it's it's just the fact that re religion has washed down or, or tainted the way that we read the Bible. Like when we read the Bible, we read it as a uh, as a way to stay on the the straight and narrow path, right? And that's all that we do. There's we don't we don't read it for applicable principles that we can apply to our lives to make us successful or to, or to create some form of success. And I'm whenever I say success, I'm always going to repeat this, right? Because I don't want uh, people to th continue to think that every time we speak of success, we're talking about some tangible gain monetary, you know, right. some monetary gain. Like success is relative and success is whatever you want success to be. So you could be successful in your marriage. You could be successful as a father or mother. You could be successful in your uh, sibling relationships. Like there are so many ways that we could attain success and we could use these principles and laws to help us attain success in these different areas of our lives. And I think people of the world, there, there's no, I think the fact that there's no religion attached to it, it just makes it easier for them, right? Because there's not that, uh, that pull to, uh, to think about what would Jesus do? I mean, you know, like, because mm -hmm. there, there are a lot of times where even in, uh, you know, most religions, like, they don't feel like uh, we should be successful. We should have, we should attain monetary success, right? So attaining monetary success almost seems like a sin, Right. But God wants us to be successful. So we're able to fund the, the work and, and the establishment of the kingdom of God. Um, and I, I think that, the, again, the, the principle of management, like money, money follows good management. Right. So if you're able to be a good manager, like, like for example, when you go to the bank, right, you want to get a loan from the bank. 
if you don't show yourself as a good manager to the bank, the bank isn't going to loan you money. So it's the same principle. It's the principle of management. The bank looks at your income, look at your, looks at your debt, uh, looks at your debt income ratio and, say, and determines if you're a good enough uh, client for them to give this bunch of money that you're asking for too. Because all they, all the, what they want to ensure is that you're going you're to continue to pay uh, this mortgage that, you're, that, you're, that you want to get. It's the exact same way. It's, it's all about being able to prove yourself as a good manager, right? And I think, again, with using the bank example, if you're able to prove yourself, right, obviously for a certain amount, you have to be earning a certain, a, a certain amount of being able to manage a certain amount of funds. But once you prove yourself a good manager, uh, it's, I, I think being able to make or attain more or gain more access to, to wealth or funding, uh, it becomes easy. Um, and I, I think that's why people of the world are, are a lot more successful with these principles than people in the kingdom, because they're just good managers, man. And you, you see it all through the Bible. God told us, you know, we, we people, they know how to keep money. They know how to manage it. They know how to grow it. And that's why I give it to them. And I'm telling you, I'm storying up for the righteous, but the righteous still has to show themselves approved, right? And still has to show themselves as good managers if they want to attain this wealth as well. So with, sure, 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 go ahead. The wife has a question. Well, I mean, it's less of a question more to Drew's point as I had this question. So it's like, we discuss the Bible as being a manual and being the, I guess, guidebook for life. But a lot of people now, like even me, before I really got into the kingdom, like you look at it as this boring book. Well, I got to read this. And it's a task sometimes. Hold on. Let's explain that because you say even before you got into the kingdom. Yeah. So I guess I want to clarify. So she she grew up um, as, as an Anglican. And when she said got into the kingdom, obviously um, our denomination is kingdom based. So sh there are certain things that she has never, she had never heard or had never understood, I should say, until, you know, she and I like really started dating and really started to have these conversations. Um, so a lot of the things that she is able to now understand and apply to her life uh, is because of her understanding of these kingdom principles. I just wanted to clarify that. Sorry. Okay. So like... You know, before people think that you're only reading the Bible for spiritual purposes, you know, it, it says I have to read my Bible. I got to pray. I have to do all these things. But now that we're talking about the bi biblical principles, when we are young, we see that we cater to children with Bible stories. And these stories kind of carry these principles. But I think that we or the religious folk haven't done a good job with kind of, I don't want to say rebranding, but showing the Bible as what it is, stories, principles, real life principles that can affect change in people's lives. And I think that's a, like, that's the issue. Just like how, you know, they were able to snipe the secret and it does so well in the secular world because, well, that world, because it's not attached to such a religious, a religious book. Or, mm -hmm. And then, then some people just want to be distanced from mm -hmm. the religious aspects of it for whatever reason, you know, they had a bad time or there's so much condemnation against people and judgment. So I think that, one of the most important things we need to do is kind of, you know, Bible needs a little rebrand. We need to show it for what it is, stories and principles. And, you know, that's that's kind of the the method with behind the madness of this whole part, you know, this Miles High part, because I, I, I want to 
I want to despiritualize the Bible, right? I, I want to show how practical the Bible is and how easy it is to uh, comprehend and understand these principles and laws that the Bible has for us to apply to our lives and show ourselves wise. Um, because re religion has tainted a lot of people's perspective when it comes to like the Bible, right? And just reading the Bible because they say you need to read your Bible every day, right? Um, and even though that's true, right? Because you need to read it to understand like what, what the Bible says. Um, I think also on looking at it for instructions on how we are to live, how we are to apply ourselves in the worlds that we live in, right? On this earth. Um, Sharice brought something up just now that I, I wanted to highlight as well. So, you know, every country that we live in, there, there are a set of, of laws and it's, it's written down in our constitution, right? So these are uh, foundational laws that every, every country or every uh, kingdom, every nation is built on. Uh, and with those laws, we're able to have rights within that country, right? So in order for us to know our rights, right, we have to know the constitution. So you would review the constitution and because it's written in, in these, using these words and terms that, you know, we may not be familiar with, we get ourselves a lawyer, right? And, and the lawyer explains it to us or fights on our behalf uh, when it comes to gaining something that we, that is rightfully ours. In the same way, that's what the Bible is, right? So the Bible, like Jesus brought um, a kingdom. He didn't bring a religion. And with that uh, kingdom, he brought a constitution, which is this book of instructions that he gave. Um, and I think it's for us to really get with um, someone that is educated on these principles, right? So whether that's your pastor or your spiritual advisor or whoever that individual is or yourself, right? You're seeking these principles and laws for yourself and really trying to gain an, a better understanding of like what these instructions are telling me, what, what are these laws, what these laws are and how I can apply them, right? And because this book is the constitution to our kingdom, to the kingdom of God. Um, and I feel like if, as long as we continue to, to look at it with that perspective or from that perspective, uh, hopefully these principles start jumping out at us. Um, but I'm curious, man, like, so, you know, I'd like to get some comments from you guys as, as you listen or as you watch. Um, like, what do you think, what, what are some principles that you didn't realize were in the Bible or that you knew were there, but didn't know how to apply them? Like, I'm just curious to know uh, your experiences with these various laws and principles that are biblical in, in its foundation, uh, but it's used everywhere in our world. Um, uh, because that's kind of what these laws are. Like I said, it's not to tax you any religion. It's generally about life, right? Um, so yeah, man, that's kind of what I wanted to, to, to discuss. I, I, I think that the thing I want you to take away from this conversation is the fact that these biblical principles have nothing to do with the Bible, has nothing, has nothing to do with, with it being biblical. These are for life. These are for us to uh, gain uh, success, whatever that success is and whatever areas of our life to be able to understand and apply these laws and principles to our lives and in our lives uh, to achieve that, that success. All right. Um, so now comes to the, uh, we're at the point of the pod where I get to, to discuss 
today's milestone, right? And these milestones, I'm always happy for them because it's a, it's a, a way that I can give some applicable uh, advice or applicable comments for you to now uh, listen to and take in and gain an understanding of and then apply to your life. Today's milestone is simply, you know, we were discussing principles and laws earlier. So I want to make sure that we always obey the law, right? Don't break the law, but we should always break the rules. Laws are divine. Rules are man-made, man-given. And I feel like all rules are made to be broken. I don't think that there we would have achieved the advancements that we would have had in our worlds. You know, think about 50 years ago in the past to where we are now 50 years later. All of this advancement that we've achieved is because someone broke the rules. Someone said, this is how it used to be done. This is what the status quo used to be. But I want to go beyond that because I think there's a way that we can do it differently. So I'm going to break this rule. Rules are made to be broken, but let's not break the laws. All right. And that brings us to the end of today's pod. Uh, this was a good one. I, I feel like uh, I said a lot. Um, so I would encourage you to go back and listen to it um, because I think understanding that, you know, these principles and laws have been here, you know, from the beginning of time. Uh, but it, it's, it's on us to gain a better understanding of them and being able to apply them to our lives so that we can be entertained, be educated, and be elevated miles high above our fears, our doubts, and any limitations that we feel exist. But always keeping in mind that those limitations only exist in our minds. All right, I'll stay blessed.